Do you feel like something is missing in your marriage? Do you feel disconnected or wish you could go back to the beginning? Dr. Ray and Jean, relationship experts and hosts of the podcast Couple Synergy, Real Couples, Real Stories, bring you a couple's retreat like no other. At the Couple Synergy Weekend Intensive, you will create the relationship you've always dreamed of with the partner you fell in love with. April 20th through the 23rd at the Lodge at Needle Rock. Limited spots available. Contact them today at couplessynergy.com. Take a girl and a guy, and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. And welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Couples Synergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couples Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring your experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship but Nomi teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about cheating through technology. And uh, this topic actually came from someone who emailed us. You know, and they said, I'm just going to read the email here. said, I've been uh, enjoying listening to your marriage podcasts and would love to propose a future topic, guarding your marriage from adultery through technology and social media. Some dangers could include private direct messaging, emails and text with the opposite sex, following and or commenting, including flirty emojis on soft porn images, following and or scrolling through an ex's social feeds and or reconnecting with an old flame through Facebook and Instagram. I feel very passionate about this topic because my marriage was almost completely destroyed and trust was severely tarnished because of the betrayals and watering of grass and nurturing of opposite sex relationships that were outside our marriage through the use of technology, along with the privacy that social media provides. And this, I think this could be a good topic. Thanks again, JB. JB, this is a a really awesome topic and it is a very powerful one. Uh, and it is very prevalent. You know, a lot of couples uh, suffer because of social media and the connections that it could make. We always talk about this topic like the frog in boiling water concept. So if you have a pot of boiling water and the frog jumps in, they're going to notice that it's boiling and they're going to jump out and protect themselves. But if you put a frog in water that feels good, and you slowly raise the temperature, the frog is just going to allow itself to boil and cook. And unfortunately, that's what's happened. And, you know, throughout the the beginnings of technology, you know, when radio came out, everyone thought it was the work of the devil and and it's going to destroy everyone and everything. And in some ways it does. And in some ways it enhances things. You know, the the radio allowed people to know what was happening in our political system or other news around the country or even the world that they would 
it would be months before they'd find out about it through a newspaper being delivered or something like that. And now that stuff is instantaneous. Well, it's instantaneous mm -hmm. and there's no governing of it. Right. So at least there used to be some semblance of you could believe what you were reading, but now anyone can say whatever they want at any time. And we've all slowly just adapted to more and more and more. So, you know, in that email, they talked about soft porn, but I mean, well, it, how do you define that nowadays? <laughs> right. right? I, you know, the thing is that they push the envelope little mm -hmm. by little by little, you know, to the point that you don't really know where that line is. And the communication or the ability to communicate is is so, uh, so pervasive, right? There's so much more uh, ability to connect with people and also to do it in a way that your anonymity, as she as she said in the email, your anonymity is protected. I, I I think it's a she. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, JB, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Okay, you know, um, yeah, the anonymity piece is 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 the most uh, tempting and the most destructive part of it here because you know when you, if you grow up in a, a community, a small community, um, you get to know every single person in that community. And then you're also accountable to every person in the community. And so if you cheat, if you have an affair, you do something that's inappropriate, the whole community holds you accountable for that and the whole community knows about it too. And so you are, you know, your, your ju the judgment of your actions is something that becomes public. In social media and the way social media is created now, you can do whatever you want with that anonymity and you could protect and you know not you could protect yourself and you could keep that from other people and other people finding out which makes it the devil's temptation right and you could communicate with people that have long gone in your life have been long gone you know like as she said and uh, he or she said uh you know an ex-partner an ex-flame um when normally without social media, you may have never, may never see that person again. Or if you did, you would see them in real time in the real world, probably with your partner standing next to you. And it would be uncomfortable and awkward and you would feel that disconnect. But in social media, you're going to see lots of information. You'll be able to see it without that person knowing you're seeing it. And you'll be able to make decisions about that without knowing some other things that are going on. And so it's this artificial place. If we go back to this idea of community, you know, when young girls are coming of age, they have this natural need to be seen as attractive, to flirt to, you know, try to get attention, right? And I know when I was that age, 13, 14 years old, if I was going to wear something and it wasn't appropriate, I was sent back to my room. On social media, you could put anything out there and, you know. In fact, it's encouraged. Right. And, yeah. and it, it sounds really crazy, but if you were at a town picnic, you know, maybe it's a carnival or 
4th of July or something, you're at some, and you know, if a girl walked by in a thong at the picnic, it would not be seen as people would, would not favor that. Mm -mm. It would be very uncomfortable. It would be frowned upon. It wouldn't just be like, okay, come on in, sit down. Let me watch. Mm. You know, it would, that would be very, uh, go against our nature. In fact, if you walked into a room and there were people half dressed or having an intimate moment, you'd go, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And you would shut the door. You wouldn't pull up a chair and some popcorn. And we have that in our living room now all the time. We don't really understand how that impacts us, but all of that comes into our brain and it affects our intimacy, our ability to to soften our hearts and be emotionally vulnerable and loving at the same time as it hijacks our physical sexuality. And so it erases the love connection from the sexual act. We, we've talked about, um, we talked about this in, in multiple podcasts, uh, one in blue flags of a relationship and also having opposite uh, gender friends. And why porn isn't real. And why porn isn't real as yeah. well. And, you know, it's what, whatever you put your attention to, whatever you put your energy to is what you're growing. And if you're putting your energy towards other people and other relationships, then your primary relationship is suffering, you know? And, you know, you could, you could be as innocent as you want saying that it's just a friendship, but you are now out stepping outside of the sanctity of that marriage of your relationship with your spouse to to talk intimately with someone else right and so that's that is robbing the your relationship your primary relationship of those resources which should be turned towards your partner and you know that's just that's just across the board i mean it, it could be work that you're putting all your energy into you know it could be into an addiction you know name it whatever that is that you're putting energy into is what you're growing and you're starving your primary relationship. When you think about social media in particular, um, I just heard there's a lawsuit with Instagram about teenage girls who within, it's ridiculous, like 26 seconds or something of uh, creating an account on Instagram, they are shown pro-suicide, pro-self-harm, and antibody image ads right away. And you think about it, if you're a male and you're gonna join one of these social media platforms, you're instantly going to be profiled as a male and you're gonna start being sent images of young women. And if you look at them, then you are being recorded that you're doing that. And they're going to say, oh, this is something this person likes. And they're going to start sending you more, more frequency, more provocative, more everything. And you don't even know by the time you're participating in it that you're, you know, practically having a, a porn addiction, you know. Right. And I think what has happened in our society, it's, it's normalized that. It's normalized pornography, it's normalized sexual imagery. So it's very easy to get hooked into it. It's very easy to get stuck in it. And you know, you, you can't go and watch just a normal movie nowadays without some type of sexual imagery or sexual uh, you know, conduct happening. 
And so now, now where, where do you, where do you draw the line? You know, where is the line? How do you know, you know, what you're doing is not good for you or for your relationship? You know, and this is something that is, is really important to kind of get this message across. And I'm, I'm really glad JB that you sent us this email about this because I, I think there are a lot of couples or there are a lot of couples that are struggling with this a lot more than you think. And it's a very subconscious thing that happens. And I'm going to get a little bit personal here about, you know, kind of what happened for me. And, you know, we were not aware of any of this kind of stuff really. Um, and probably participating in things unknowingly, like kind of happens in the world. And I, I believe we were watching, I think it was Game of Thrones, which was a really big, you know, yeah, TV series. Everyone's for a very doing long it, time. right? Everyone's watching it. And what I realized, and it was also around the time I was starting to go through menopause, is that I just started to feel really anxious and and uncomfortable in the world. I felt threatened. I felt this feeling of threat. And I didn't really understand where it was coming from. And it wasn't because you were being inappropriate or going to cheat on me or whatever, but it was like, and I just remember standing up one day and I said, I just can't have boobs in my face all day long. I can't do it anymore. And I didn't realize what it was doing to my nervous system and to my, to my soul. Really. It was, it was this idea also of I'm participating in humiliating another human being. I mean, some of those things they were showing were really disturbing. I mean, they were, they really, I didn't want to talk about it, Yeah. but, but I didn't really realize how much it was impacting me. And I've been sensitive to that actually my whole life and kind of have coped with thinking, well, I'm the only one that feels that way. And everyone else, this, isn't bothered by this and it's very normal for them and what we're finding now is more and more couples are talking to us saying we don't we don't want that in our lives and i know now when we watch anything we'll go look up the rating and see why is this rated something it's it's amazing the ratings don't make any sense it could be ma right and all it says is language or or smoking or something like that and then it could be pg-13 and it's like full frontal nudity and you're like what that's for a 13 year old so so you really have to be careful but the the media wants you to be shocked they want you to be hijacked because if everyone is anxious and depressed well then you're not going to be a political force you're not going to have opinions you're going to end up spending a lot of money probably going through divorces or counseling or whatever and they don't care they don't care they just want to grab your attention and keep it as long as they possibly can and and i remember you know what was pivotal for me is that you know you had said something like if you were in a neighborhood in a normal neighborhood you're walking down the street you're not going to see naked people every day you know and every wherever you go it's not natural you know to to do that to see just in a community, you're in a community and you're not, it's not natural to see naked people every single day. And, you know, it's really interesting because if you think about it from that perspective, you, you could turn on the TV and you could see naked people every single day. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You don't have to look very far on the internet and you will, you will see naked people every day. And the impact that that has on people, people really don't realize, right. One, one of the things that I noticed also was uh, on violence, Right. Like violence, uh, you know, shooting movies, things like that, action movies, 
you know, something I, I, I used to watch and it was something that was enjoyable for me. But when I started to, you know, uh, desensitize, desensitize like, I guess become sensitive. When I started to become sensitive, those movies were not enjoyable anymore. Right. And so I stopped watching those movies and the impact that it had on me it over a long period of time, a long-term period of time, I could tell that I was less angry. I was less on edge. You know, I, I, I didn't have bad dreams, right? Like angry and violent and bad dreams. And so that's something that, that we don't, we take it for granted and we don't really know, you know, this impact that it's having little by little by little. And the first person we're going to turn on is our partner. If you think about it from this perspective, if you wanted to work on your physical health and you're probably going to have to eat food that is probably not very exciting, salads and chicken and, and every day you have ads in your face for pizza and Burger King and chocolate cake and you're going to be like, ah, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to go eat it. You know? Yeah. And, and you, you know, it's in your face. It's, in your brain, you're thinking about it all the time. And sooner or later, you're going to go do something you probably are going to regret doing. And that's kind of the point. And that's something to think about. And, and I think this was impactful to you as well. It's like, someone's trying to hijack you. For sure. For sure. And that's, that's a really important piece to take away from this too. And that is that social media, uh, porn, uh, sexual imagery, Hollywood, what they are trying to get your attention. That's, that is their goal and trying to control you and trying to keep you hooked and trying to get you to, to watch more and more and more. And, and so, you know, when to, to kind of, to JB's point, right. Is that the more disconnected you are from your partner, the more these outlets are going to be attractive. The more these outlets are going to grab your attention and then the more you pay attention to them that the greater that distance becomes between you and your partner and now it looks like you know the grass is always green on the other side now it's it's you know oh look at this distance i have with my partner i don't really know who she is i don't really know you know her anymore and but all these other people are giving me attention all these other people accept me for who i am right and so it starts looking more and more attractive which draws you in even more. You know, there's another thing that does that. It's called an addiction, right? And so whether it be drugs or alcohol or sex, you know, it is, it's the same mechanism as hitting our dopamine center of the brain. It's giving us that positive attention and validation that we are not getting from our primary partner. And so because of that, it becomes something we seek out more. And when you're in a relationship you're going to go through times that are difficult because you're always growing in a relationship and growth requires you to do some work in the same way. Like if you want to get healthier and you start working out, you're going to lift heavy weights. You're not going to lift feathers. And do you want to lift some heavy weights or do you want to go in the massage chair and just relax? You know, and, and that's what you're competing with. You're competing with this false world and your real world just cannot compare to that. Your real world will not make you feel good at any second. And you know, the thing is, and this is true of games on your phone. 
it's going to hit that same center. And I'm, I'm guilty of the games on the phone thing and it'll, it'll hook you in and you'll play. And when you finally turn off, you feel drained. You feel just, bleh. you know, it's, it's, it's not rejuvenating at all. And you just feel like you just wasted your time and your, your energy is just lower. You feel a little bit more depressed and, and, and disconnected. And so when you think about what is, where is your attention going and your attention is your greatest commodity. So if it's going to something on a screen, it's not going to your health. It's not going to your partner. It's not going to your children. It's not going to maintaining any type of creativity or becoming in this world, which is what we're here to do. And you're just droning your life away, just droning your life away. And it's so easy. Oh my gosh. It's so easy to sit for five or six hours. Just watch TV. If someone told you, I want you to go sit in that chair for 30 minutes and do nothing, you'd be like, I couldn't do that. But you can sit there like a zombie for five hours and binge watch something. So it's not your body that can't do it. It's your mind. Our puppy is tearing up this room. I, I need to put him in his crate here because yeah, he's getting a little <laughs> out of hand. So maybe you show him the puppy. Yeah. You know, because that's a good distraction. This is us. Jasper. And, and he is 11 weeks old. Yep. Very cute. And he's acting like he's 11 weeks. <laughs> he actually is a really good dog. He's just been dealing with us working for a little bit right now today. He needs some attention. You know, the dogs, they don't sit and watch TV with you. They, you can't just put them on a screen like you can your, your two-year-old. And that's really scary. I remember watching my nephew and he was two and a half years old and he had, he was the most energetic just big personality and so excited to play and show you things and run around. And a second you would turn the TV on and you just look like this. Total zombie. Not, you couldn't even get his attention. There was nothing you could even do to get his attention. And it's really sad and disturbing to see, but that's human behavior. And that's how social media was actually designed. So, and for the guys out there, this is a bigger epidemic than you think, right? And it is not okay and it is not normal to watch pornography. It is, it is giving you the worst message ever about relationships. It is geared towards hijacking your dopamine center in your brain, which is designed to look at sexual imagery. Your, your brain is designed to do that, absolutely. But what happens is that you start sexualizing everything. You start sexualizing anyone that you start seeing in normal life, right? Because your brain starts looking at things from that perspective and that perspective alone. That's not a real relationship, right? It is not a relationship specifically with your primary partner, that's for sure. And what is going to happen is you are going to start desexualizing your partner and we've seen couples where he won't even have sex with her anymore because right. it's too much work the other thing that happens if you are doing a lot of masturbating is it deadens the nerve endings in your penis and it makes it impossible for you to actually have satisfying intercourse the the pairing that's that's occurring when you are masturbating to sexual imagery or pornography is it's creating a bigger distance between you and your partner 
because there is 100% acceptance that is occurring when you are masturbating to an imagery that is not going to reject you. But when you are faced with the reality of building a bond with a partner, which takes work, and it also it has periods of time where you feel rejected, but you have to learn how to work through that, that doesn't become appealing anymore. So that's what drives you further and further towards pornography and, and not working on building intimacy with, between you and your, your partner. You know, I'm looking at some of these images behind us. We collect statues of couples. And one of the things that really stands out is there's an interaction happening between all of these. The one from Tahiti with their backs to each other is that one's the only one where they're not actually facing each other. Mm -hmm. And human beings are designed to have sex facing each other, to look into each other's eyes and to, uh, to be able to have, you know, kissing and breathing. And those are things that bond us in ways that you don't, you don't have that when you're by yourself or when you're looking at images. And those are the things that, that lead to that depth of intimacy that all human beings really are craving. And instead of healing the things that make us feel rejected or abandoned from our partner, which we all go through that kind of pain, and we can get to a place where we get better at helping our partner feel safe with us, helping our partner feel secure, helping our partner feel less rejected when we don't even know that we've been rejecting them because we're in self-preservation. And that's where you're going to get the most peace and the most calmness and feel the safest in this world is having that type of connection with your partner. And you just can't have it if you're having it in a two-dimensional way. You just can't. Right, right. And, you know, I, you were just talking about, you know, all the, the senses. And, and that's really what a primary partnership kind of brings about is a connection using all of the senses, right, versus sexual imagery or uh, just talking to people online of the opposite sex. You know, it is visual and it is auditory and that is it. If even if it, it it's not auditory it's visual at best and the five senses it takes a lot for you to be able to connect with a, with your partner in that place you know one so, thing i would like to talk about that isn't very popular that we've really lost in our culture has a lot to do with our morals and our morals are there to help us have a good life so i don't, I don't want you to think about morals in terms of religion or sin or anything like that but when when you decide who you want to be morally and how you want to be treated and how you want to interact in the world it's it's so amazing how far we've come in such a short time because when when i was a girl a man that was going to view pornography had to like go in the 7-eleven and buy a magazine or they had to go into the some theater in chicago which is where we grew up and actually watch a movie like that. And a girl that would become someone that would go on a screen and take their clothes off. Um, those were not healthy people though. That was really very pathological and they were shunned and rejected by our society. And now we've normalized that to you. You, if you go to a beach now, it looks like a strip club. 
you know, no matter where you kind of are, people are just letting it all hang out and they don't even have to have very nice bodies. They're just letting it all hang out. And, and they think that's my free expression and, and I should be able to do what I want. But morals say, maybe I should consider somebody else. And maybe I don't need to be so attention seeking. And maybe it's okay to just... Maybe I need to consider myself too. Yeah. Right. And, and you'll know because it feels good. And when you do something that's attention seeking, and it doesn't even need to be anything sexual, it can be like playing really loud music or screaming something out in the mall or something like that. When you have a private time later, you feel bad about that. You feel embarrassed. You feel like, oh, why did I do that? In the moment, you're caught up in it and you're caught up in trying to get this attention. But later on, you know, you're like, oh, that wasn't so cool. Your gut knows, mm -hmm. you know, whether you're doing something right or whether you're doing something that's not appropriate for you, right? Or your partner, you know, and so listening to your gut is going to be really important. You know, I'm sure JB, you've heard, you heard excuses, you know, you heard justification, you know, defensive, defensive responses. And, you know, the fact is that your gut was right. You know, that he was doing something that was against the relationship. Oh, he or she <laughs> was doing something, you know, that was against the relationship. And, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's on your partner. Right. And if they get to a point where they're able to get out of anger and defensiveness about what they're doing, they probably will feel pretty overwhelmed with shame and embarrassment. You know, the thing about social media is nobody really sees it. And so you don't get that feeling of, you know, oh my gosh, you know, if, if you were standing there looking in some girl's window while she was dressing and someone caught you, you'd be mortified that you were doing that behavior. But if you're on social media, you're not mortified because you're not using that moral compass. Mm -hmm. Well, to there, there's stay a in sense. There's a sense mm -hmm. that people aren't seeing it, right? You know, and and I think that it, that's that false sense. It's like being in your car and yelling obscenities at the driver mm -hmm. in front of you. Is like if if you had the 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 gall to be able to say that to a person, you know, personally, right? It takes a lot to be able to do that. But because you're inside a car and they can't hear you, then it's, it seems a lot easier. And so for social media, it's the same thing. It seems easy. It seems easier to do those kinds of behaviors because nobody is watching, nobody's seeing you, right? The other thing that's very interesting when we look at human behavior and in, in, in our own psychology is when you meet a person and you're falling in love with that person, you feel that excitement, you feel that tingling in your stomach, you feel a high. And that's exactly what you feel when you go talk to an ex, when you go talk to someone of the opposite gender in an intimate way that is crossing a boundary. When you look at something that's sexually provocative, you feel that same feeling and it is hijacking your brain and it, feels good. It feels good. And human beings are always in this constant place between what feels good and what we should be doing. 
you know, and so on this planet, the way that people used to eat is they used to go hunt, which might mean a three mile hike or a jog and then get the animal and then carry it back. And you think about all the calories it would take to do that before you got to eat, or you'd have to go, you know, gather food or you would grow food in a garden. And now you can just go to the grocery store and there's a plethora. And if you just did whatever you wanted to do all the time with eating, you, it would kill you. It would literally kill you. And we don't know yet with technology where that line is. What's too much? What's good hygiene? What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? And what we've done historically is we've allowed the the powers that be, whoever's rating something, whoever's saying, oh, this is appropriate or not appropriate for this age to govern this stuff. And I remember one time my dad saying, you know, if it's not appropriate for children, it's probably not appropriate for anyone. Yeah. And, and it's true. Yeah. It means that you are doing something that is a deviant behavior outside of what's healthy and makes you feel good as, as a person and show up as a good partner, as a good person, as a good parent in your world. And the, the more you allow yourself to become desensitized to all those kind of things, the more you're going to allow your kids to do stuff that actually is hurting them. It's literally hurting them. And it, this is a big deal. It's a really important topic. Mm -hmm. It's yep. not real popular to talk about because we don't want to be called mm -hmm. out on it. We we want to go get that rush of adrenaline that we're used to feeling or the dopamine hits. And um, we don't really realize how much it's costing us. You know, I was just thinking about our, our weekend intensives and how it is kind of like a detox for couples because they are removed from all of that outside influence. You know, there aren't any TVs in the locations that we select. And you, you are not with, you know, without your phone and without connection to the internet and social media. And the transformation that occurs between the couple just because of those things alone is amazing, right? Because you are removing yourself from everything else, what life tells you you should be, and you are actually focusing on what you want it to be. One of the little um, difficult things about helping people prepare for the weekend is we really have to ask the women to be modest in their clothing mm -hmm. yeah. because the point of the weekend is to not attract all the men in the room to right. look at you while they're trying to bond with their partner and you don't know what other couples are possibly going through. And some women have a really hard time with that. They have a really hard time of staying covered and not using their bodies just to get attention because you... The female body, we're all male or female, are designed to, if you see a shape like that, that's your first thing that you're going to go look at, whether you are seeking it out or not. And that's why it's all over social media, because social media knows that. And they'll do this thing I've noticed now, like, because when I'm playing my games and there's an ad, and it'll show an image, and then it'll cut away to something else that has nothing to do with that image. And sometimes those images are really gross, like they'll have like trees growing out of your fingernails, like gross. And you'll be like, eh, and it instantly, and then, oh, I got your attention. Okay, now here's the ad I want you to watch. And I was like, wow, wow, they're really so good at, at hijacking us. Right. And, you know, if you want to be empowered in the world, then you have the power to turn it off. You have the power to limit yourself. You have the power to, I report those ads that are inappropriate. 
you know, and they might be for something like a bra and I'm a woman, I would see why someone would try to market me a bra, but the image is not about the bra. You know, it's, it's way far beyond that in a way that's, that's not appropriate. That doesn't, well, it, it's designed to hijack you. It's designed to shock you. To shock you you know, to hijack the emotional brain mm -hmm. so that you pay attention, right? I and mean, one of the things that we're, we're learning here, you know, in training this puppy here is that you have to distract them, right? If they're doing something that you don't want them to do, you, you have to too. shock them and then you have to, and not electric shock, I mean, like, mm -hmm. like jar the, yeah. their attention so that they focus on you, right? And not on the behavior that they're doing. And then you are replacing it with a more positive behavior. And, and we're not any different. You know, our, our, our makeup, our instinctual part of ourselves is exactly the same thing, the same way. And that we will become distracted very easily, especially when, you know, these advertisers and social media specifically, they do a lot of research on how to grab the attention of people and and hold that attention, right? So we're not saying eliminate social media from your life. We're not saying, you know, don't ever watch any anything, you know, on TV that, you know, has some a little violence or nudity or what. What we're saying here is you need to trust yourself. You, you need to know what your gut is telling you because your gut tells you what is right and wrong, you know, for you and find some appropriate hygiene, you know, for that usage. You know, it is, as we've said, it is designed to suck you in and hold you there, you know, and if you are allowing that to happen, then you are not in the driver's seat of your life and you're not in the driver's seat of your relationship. And one of the things that you can do if you'd like to experiment with this is the first thing you have to do is detox. So you have to let your nervous system calm down, which means just eliminate screens for a couple of days and then reintroduce it. And so people do this with their food, right? They'll, they'll eliminate sugars or they'll eliminate fats or something. And then when they reintroduce it and they go, well, how does that make my body feel? And the same thing is true. You, you introduce something and you stay awake and you don't just go on autopilot and stay distracted. You stay awake. Was it feel like, when I'm watching this and that's how you get back in control of your life. And then you can decide if you like what you feel or not. And, you know, people have strong, strong feelings about this because sometimes it's like taking away someone's, someone's drug and they're very strong feelings about it. And they're very defensive about it. And so this is really a personal journey that you can try for yourself of, you know, set a timer when you turn off looking at social media you turn off your phone how do you feel you know do you feel that jonesing for it or do you feel peaceful do you feel calm do you feel anxious do you feel like you're missing out you know that's an interesting thing in training a puppy too yeah he wants to be involved in everything he has a fear of missing out he doesn't like it he feels abandoned and rejected well we're the same way right just like every you know, just because other people are binge watching this show, you know, doesn't mean that it's it's going to be okay for you. Okay, so don't play the comparison game, and that everyone else is doing it, so it must be okay. That's not true, or that you have a problem. 
if you're not on some platform that you don't agree with, you know. Right. And for sure, keep in mind, if it's free, you're the product. Mm -hmm. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today on Couple Synergy. We want to also thank JB for sending in, you know, the suggestion on this topic. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the home study course, the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is coming up April 20th to 23rd in beautiful Colorado. There's also uh, one coming up in October 12th to the 15th. Uh, our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, where you would work with Jane and I, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.